Howdy, everybody. I'm Cisco Naira with Humidity Podcast, the sister of Humidity, Houston's bike courier zine. This was a bike messenger zine that started back in 1998. It ran month to month for tres años. It was about the bike messenger lifestyle and culture. Now we're bringing it to you in audio. We are continuing the conversation a decade and a half later with a new perspective from H-Town to the world. We'll be talking to ex-bike messengers, current bike messengers, and friends of bike messengers. So sit back, take a ride, and enjoy the show. Hello and howdy everyone and welcome to the Humidity Podcast. Um, It's been a little while since I've done this and uh, actually welcome to episode number 39 and today I got another special guest, a female guest. Uh, The last episode I uh, issued was uh, Brittany, uh, aka the girl and today we have Nakila, aka Kickass Keela Salazar. What up girl, what's going on man? Man, actually, I haven't seen you in a while. I know we talk from time to time. We jump on the phone and we just, you know, call each other and connect and shoot the it's shit. It's random, dude. right? That's, yeah, that's random. Yeah, that's, that's How, friends. Okay, the reason why, like, I, I, I contacted you today, I was like, oh, my God, you sent me that funny-ass text of some check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from Mach 5. And I was from like, Mach 5. Yeah. I think so, it was, like, 2000, was it? I don't remember yeah, what I think that's what it was. Said, but, 2000. And, uh... You sent that to me late last night, but of course you're in a different, you actually, you live in Vegas now, but I'm at in one Vegas. time, uh, you were a Houston bicycle courier, messenger, however you want to say that. And, um, dude, actually we go back, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, back to like the mid nineties and, uh-huh. uh, thank you so much for jumping on and this kind of last minute I was like, but. Uh, let's just go ahead and, and break it off because you have a, a nice little journey that you went from Houston to other places. And, dude, I was like, dude, Keelan needs to get on here. Come on, let's go. You know what I'm saying? There was a reason why you sent me the picture of that check. So I was like, dude, let's get on here. So uh, go ahead and start off to, uh, uh, when you started in downtown Houston and who you worked for and, you know, if you can remember. Because most people I interview, like, sometimes, like, I don't remember. I <laughs> know. Uh, I remember. Um, I've known Squirrel since, goodness. Shout out, like, Squirrel. Shout out, Squirrel. What up, Squirrel? Um, he and I go really far back. And... Um, we were always homies, see him around the scene here and there. And um, he told me that he was a bike messenger one day. Uh-huh. Since 93, I think, probably. I started with the YMCA over off of Cavalcade in Irvington. Yeah, I was lifeguard there, taught swim lessons. And um, I lived in the Montrose also. So I would ride my bike from my people's house over in Northside to um, Montrose and um, I would pass by at the time oh you're breaking up a bit you know over at the capital I might not have the best um, internet let me see if I can move and then maybe that might make things better okay so um, we'd meet up he told me about being a bike messenger and I was like, holy shit, like I can make money riding my bicycle. This is awesome. I want some of this action. Yeah. So 
So I did it. And um, Shelly actually was the one who trained me. First messenger that I were or company I worked with was Hotshot. So I worked with them. Shelly trained me, Shelly and Carl. And then um, from there, I think I, I think I ended up going to like City Courier after that and, and just kind of moved around. But the whole time I was doing it, I always, um, I always worked for the Y. I always had like more than one job. That's yeah. the one thing I've learned. Like, you got to have it. Yeah. yeah. You got to have that buffer, you know? Yeah, like, buffer. If I didn't like one job, it was like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't, yeah. I, I got another job, you know, like I always had more than one. I was on the book somewhere else. So, um, did that for, I don't know. I think it was started in 95 maybe is when I started working downtown. I, I actually think, cause I started in 96 and you were already down there before I so even started. So maybe 94, 95. So squirrel, I think he, Squirrel had been there a couple years before I was down there. So I remember because when I, I interviewed him and I remember he told me, if I started 96, I think he started like 94, maybe 93. He, he had to have been 93. And I started 94, maybe 95, somewhere around there. Um, and it was, it was like that endless summer job, you know? Like, I fucking loved it. It was the freedom being on my bike, shredding around and being able to make money when I wanted it to, that was, that was pretty awesome. I loved it. You know, um, it was great training also. Cause I started racing Norba back when Norba was yeah, still dude, true. So I was racing sport Norba cross country, loved it. And then working as a messenger was just like a great compliment. It was a way for me to train and to make money at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was badass, man. I still have my first messenger bag. No shit, dude. I do. Yeah. You know what I also have? I have Cosmo.com. No way. We were just talking about that the other day. Yeah. I still have that Chrome bag. Dude, I have this orange backpack and it's kind of like the Cosmo colors and like uh, I I wore it uh, the other day and someone goes, is that a Cosmo bag? I was like, I can't, no, I was like, it's, it's not, it's just a, it's just a backpack that happens to be orange that I, you know, ride with, but yeah. Um, so let's talk about that because not a lot of people know that, uh, Cosmo was Amazon before Amazon. Exactly. Dude. Isn't You're that crazy? Right. Yes. It was Amazon before Amazon, but you work, I remember they came to Houston. They came to Houston. I worked with them. Those motherfuckers were ahead of their time, unfortunately, yes. for them. They um, paid me to get my class M. They no sent shit. me to, yeah, they sent me to the whole training. I got my motorcycle license and they put me on a moped. Mm. And so I was around on the little moped rolling around. But, the, you know, it just like what? It wasn't long after the dot-com boom really hit. So people were still... right, dude. They were really leery. Nobody wanted to shop online because they didn't know. Nobody really trusted the internet yet. And now look at us, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And not let go of our phones, right? So I'm wondering if Bezos knew about Cosmo.com. You're right, dude. Because he was just dealing books. He was all about books at that time when Cosmo's around. You're right. Amazon was a tablet that, you know, you can buy books off of. Yeah, 
They were just a Kindle. You, you just, yeah, it was a Kindle. It was it a fucking Kindle. Kindle. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You say that, like you bought a Kindle to read books on yeah. your phone. I mean, on your on your pad. On your screen, yeah. Yeah, from a screen. And then from there, he just spawned. But like, you're absolutely right. Cosmo was the Amazon and it, it, and it failed. It failed. And it's unfortunate. Because I know, because they were ahead of its time, though. That's what it was. Like, yeah. if Cosmo came around today, I mean, shit. I mean, even if it was a couple years after, like 2000, you know, like, yeah, because I think people were. I think that was around around 2000 2001 when when uh, Cosmo it might have been like yeah 99 2000 when Combo it was 2000 it was end of 99 to 2000 because Cosmo paid for me to go to CMWC Philly that's right because that was in 2000 and we all yeah that's right we we go way back uh, totally. We we actually we all went to that cycle messenger wheelchair. It was what? It was, it was me. It was you, Yeti, Butch. Who else came? Was it just a four of uh, I think Carl. No, there was like. No, 10 Carl was there too. Because Carl. Carl made the um, messenger shirts. I still have my ringer. Yeah, Jesse Lee. Jesse Lee and Tim Bleaky. They rode from Fort Collins all right. the way to Philly. I remember now. And Jesse, actually, that's funny because I, I did a ride with Tim uh, two years ago and we rode from... To Colorado. Houston. Yeah, we rode from Houston to Colorado. But I then remember that. I called Jesse Lee and I was like, hey, dude, I heard you rode this ride like back in 2000. And, he, and I was like, what can you remember? And he couldn't really remember. <laughs> He's like, oh, I did yeah. He goes, I, I, I chilled here for a couple of days. I rode here. I was just trying to get all the information I can on the ride. And yeah. uh, he rode to Fort Collins. Tim flew out to Fort Collins and then they both rode. And then, yeah, dude, we mobbed that motherfucker, dude. Actually, we made like a, a big statement we totally did. They didn't know about Houston couriers. Until no, now. nobody knew. They were like, damn, there's couriers in Houston, Texas. And like, yeah. you're damn right. Like, we can't. I remember, right. like, it was weeks before fucking Yeti got hit by the Metro bus. <laughs> he had fucking, what, he had pins and shit. He was, he was off crutches. He was walking. He was he on a sling. He had a sling. He had the sling. I had him on my saddle. And you're was right. You were pumping that and I brought, do you remember, I brought my chihuahua with me. So I yes. had a backpack with a chihuahua in it and Yeti on the back of my fucking bike. Dude, I, I made that the cover of humidity. Do you remember yeah. that? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made I it. Still have that. Yes. And you, I have the front picture was you pumping him. And then the back page of the issue was you, I think you were pumping him like in an, it was just another photo, but dude, Yeti. yes, Yeti, I actually talked to him, uh, uh, through text message like last week but uh yeah. hey when are you coming back into town again girl so i was just there a few times this past year um my mom passed away and no dude so, no, yeah i went out there i went out in march because she gave me her 2001 land cruiser oh so, dude i think i saw a post on that like you i actually hooked up i linked up with um deanna and chris wathen 
and I kicked oh, okay. it with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so you I went drove out, down, or you flew down to pick up the Land Cruiser or something? I flew down to pick up the Land Cruiser, drove it back to Vegas, and then the next month my mom passed, and I decided, because she loved to road trip, she loved mm-hmm. driving, so I decided to drive from Vegas and the Cruiser to Houston for her um, celebration of life. And then I drove back. So I hung out. I think I was in Houston for maybe a week. I took my time. I did the drive. I took my dog with me. I have a fat bitch Rottweiler Max. Come. She's right here. There's my girl. Oh, what's up? Her name is Max and it's a girl? Maxine. Oh, Maxine. Maxine. Yeah. Got ghetto bird flying over me right now. <laughs> so yeah, I cruised out there and um, stayed for a little, and then came back. And when was uh, this, dude? April of this year. This year, yeah, I was there in March, and then I just, like I said, picked up the vehicle. I was kind of a shit show because I had to transfer over title and all kinds yeah. of shit, um, and then deal with dysfunctional family drama at the same time. Yeah. And then in her passing, um, you know, I was there for, I think, I think I left for two weeks, but I took my time on the drive over. I did some hot springs in New Mexico. Um, I went to Austin and I did some camping also. Um, Just this past week, I put a Smitty built hard shell tent on top of the cruiser Tight, dude. Yes, I'm fucking excited about it. I took off to Northern Nevada um, Labor Day weekend and did some fishing and just to test out the tent and see how. Well, dude, I noticed I've been seeing that you have, dude. You're a fisherman, like I mean, fisherwoman. I'm a fish. I'm an angler. Okay, there you go. I'm an angler. Yes, I I saw you online, dude. I was like, you were reeling it in. I was like, God damn, girl, what's she doing? Yeah. That's the jam, man. So my dad growing up in in Texas, my mom and dad split when I was a kid. But that's the one thing I remember from him is, you know, we got we all got fishing poles as a kid. Like that's your first hunting or sportsman tool, you know, and then and then after that, you can get a bow, you know, because my dad's a big bow hunter. So we could do that um, before we got any kind of like firearms or anything of the sort there. So. Fishing's one thing. Like I love the water. I love being on the water. I'm always paddling. I kind of have a little problem right now where I don't know how to not buy paddle boards. I'm up to my fourth paddle board, um, and I'm 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 digging it, man. I just got this 15 foot inflatable supyak. So it's a wow. stand up paddle board kayak hybrid, and it's a tandem. You can get two people on it. So, Whoa, dude. Yeah, so, it's pretty badass. It's I found it at Costco of all places. Really? So, yeah. Hey, Costco sells, it's Costco yeah, sells everything. So they do. Yeah. So I have two 11-foot stand-up paddle boards, and then I have a 10-foot supyak, and then I just got the 15-foot supyak. So they're all inflatable, and they come with a carrying case and everything, so I can load up the cruiser in the back, with my gear, my poles and everything, got room for the kids, got a tent for us to sleep in. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's bounce out. Like during the pandemic, I lost my shit, dude. I I think I was able to stay in the house for like 
two weeks. And then I was just, my headspace was fucked. I was like, I got to get out of here. So rental cars were like a hundred dollars for a whole week. So Whoa, I just rented a car because I, I drive a 79. Yeah. I bought, I just got rental cars and like cruised America. I took off and was wow. all over the Southwest, Colorado, Utah, everywhere. And I would just rent cars for like a week at a time. I was getting that unemployment fucking cheddar at the time. So it was fucking rad. And I was just like, I was like, COVID's inside. We're fucking going outside. I bought like all kinds of gear, camping gear and stuff. And I took off with my kids, man. I did. And then Dude, I, I did. When you took off, when you did your Colorado ride, I was actually going to, um, I was in Houston for like the whole month of July into August, like mid-August, I think I came back. Um, Yeah, you had taken off and I drove there with my kids, my dog. I brought a ferret with me too. And yeah, I traveled across the country with a fucking Rottweiler, a ferret and two teenagers. (laughs) Dude, how old are your kids now? So my boy is 13. He'll be 14 in February. Uh, My daughter turned 16 on the 30th. So like a week and a half. They're doing good. They're doing really good. Um, My daughter's not skating. She used to skate all the time. Like we would skate together and she's not doing that anymore. But the boy is all about a skateboard, dude. Wow. You know, the thing that made me bring out the thing that made me bring out that check is my daughter was asking me last night. She's like, do you have any stickers? Come here. Look, check this guy out. Dude, there he is right there with his board. God dang, dude. Kids are growing up. (laughs) I lost you there for a second. Yeah, it froze. I have to turn back the other way. We're good uh, now? There you are. I, yeah, as soon as okay. you turned it, I lost signal. Uh, sorry about that. I won't do that again. Yeah, so he... Um, he skates all the time. He's into his board. And my daughter was asking me last night, she was like, do you have any stickers? And I was like, dude... I got a fucking sticker collection. I have this old Osiris fucking shoe box. That's no way, full of dude. stickers. Wow. So I brought them out last night. I brought out the stickers and I was showing them all. And my son actually offered to trade me the shirt that he's wearing right now for this old bone sticker. No it's way. Like a big circle sticker. And yeah. he's like, that's so cool, Mark. You know about bones? I was like, dude, come on. I'm like, you just don't fucking know. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you know about this? And like, so was, we're going through all the stickers and stuff. And um, it was, yeah, they're, they're doing good. They're doing really good. He's in eighth grade. My daughter's a junior. So we're um, thinking about, she wants to get a job. She wants to drive. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, I want her to drive. I'd like a designated driver sometime. Yeah. And um, I'm, I have a, I still drive. I have a 79 Cutlass that I still create. Yes, I remember that thing, dude. So I still have it. And I was telling her, I was like, this is your car, dude. And she's like, I don't want to drive this. I don't want to drive this. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
She's like, I don't want this. She's like, you just have too many problems. It's a two barrel carb. It's a baby eight. So I'm creeping what a 260. So it's not, it's, it's not powerful at all. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not a, a fucking car. steel box, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. She you ain't getting fast. hurt, you know, not with a new age car. Like, yeah. Ooh, so I was telling her yesterday, we took a drive out to the lake um, to do dinner and just to get out of the house. And I was like this, you know, you just got to learn how to drive the car. You know, it's, it's two barrel carburetor. The fucking summers are Africa hot here. So there's times when I'm idling at a light and I can literally see the fuel just evaporating from the hood. Like I just see it. So every now and then like I'll get some vapor lock and I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, that's, you just learn how to feel the car and how to work with it. And you know, like sometimes you idle in neutral and just put a little gas on it. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm a, I drive, I, oh, I mean, I'm a VW head, you know that. So like, that. I'm, I'm just totally, I feel exactly. You got to feel the car out. You know what I'm saying? Everything's yes. not. not. Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to explain that to her. Yeah. She'll get it. She's got to feel it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I love classic. I'm a classic car head. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, just, I love, I love anything car. old, you know, like it's just different. Right so. On. So, wow, dude. So, we, you know, we got to catch up on, like, what's going on with you and all this. And actually, let's go back to, you know, some bike messenger stuff. Uh, from, um, I remember you were in Houston, you know, for several years. And then one day, and I, I still don't know why, and I'm trying to figure it out, but you just, like, one day you're like, I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to be a bike messenger out there. And you were, you were like the only bike messenger in Vegas delivering for a, while. For a couple, several years. You did it was only, I think it was only like two years when I got here. I moved here in 2001 okay. and I actually wasn't coming to Vegas. Like I think when they were building the second Enron tower, um, I met this guy who was an iron worker and he was moving to another job when he was done with Enron to go to um, Burbank. And I just felt like I needed to get out of Houston. Like it's always going to be home, but I was like, you know, I wanted more. I wanted to travel. I wanted to try new shit. And, you know, I was in my early twenties. So I just took off. I sold everything. I hopped on a Greyhound bus and I left with my, yeah, I did that. I left with a box of clothes and a couple keepsakes. Um, I brought my Cannondale. That I think it was single like head or the head? Yep. Yes, I remember that bike you had. I brought my Cannondale with me and um, two snowboards. Uh-huh. And I just took off. I hopped on a bus and I was going to meet the guy here because he had a house that he was short selling here. Uh-huh. So I met him here and he said that we were going to be in Vegas for at least a month while he was selling this house. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, I need to find some money. You know, I need to find some income. So I found this company called Legal Express and I just asked him, I was like, hey, do you guys need bike messengers? And they didn't know what the fuck bike messengers were. They yeah. Were like, yeah. What is this? We don't do this. And I told him, I was like, look, can you just give me, can you give me 80 hours? Like, just give me a full two weeks pay. If it doesn't work out, then... I'm out, you know, and I think that they were only paying me like they paid me hourly. So I think I got at the time I was making like 12 or 13 an hour, which wasn't bad back in 2000. I was cool with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, I can do this. And 
I ended up staying with them for a while and it was just more courthouse filings and shit like that. Um, never really went into casinos, but I was in like the little weird, like law district that we have downtown here where all the courthouses are. So just a lot of that. And, and, um, and then I kind of put myself out there in different bike shops and stuff and like, just wanted. That's right. Yeah. I ended up getting a job at a bike shop and, and then, um, eventually left the company Legal Express. So I was with a a bike shop called McGee's here in town. They did um, skis, bikes, and snowboards and wakeboards. So I was selling that, working on commission, and I had an hourly also, which wasn't bad. And it was cool, but I I just still wanted more. I found a job in fitness because that's what I've always done. And um, I am now working still with the company, the Las Vegas Athletic Club. They have a chain of gyms. Yeah. I've been with them for 21 years now. Oh, my and God. For real? Yeah, dude. Dude, I am. Oh, I'm like, with them. I started yeah. with them. I teach water aerobics, um, yoga twice a week, and I'm also doing um, I like a muscle conditioning class and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm doing that. Um, through the pandemic, I, I, well, 2003, let me back up. So I was with LVAC 2001, working as bike messenger, left that, did um, the bike shop. And then a friend of mine who I sold a bike to worked at a spa on the strip. And I was, he said, we're hiring. And I said, you know, I just met the guy, I just sold him a bike. And I was like, can I use you as a reference? You know, closed mouths don't get fed. So I'm like, can I use you as a reference? He's like, sure. So he put him down as a reference, didn't know the motherfucker, just sold money, sold him a bike, made some money off of him, and then ended up catching this fucking job. So I work at the spa. I worked at the spa called Canyon Ranch in the Venetian from 2003 until 2020, the pandemic. So I was on furlough. And when I was in Houston, I got a call from them and they told me that they, um, they needed to, they had a list and needed to downsize the company. And I was on the list and it was kind of devastating, but I was like, all right. And a whole 17 years that I was with them, I was contributing to my 401. So I had fidelity up my ass saying, what do you want us to do with this money? Like, how do you want us to invest it? What do you want us to do? And I started thinking like, I need to figure something out. And um, I did some talking and research and because of the pandemic, I was able to do a partial withdrawal or I could do full withdrawal, no taxes on it due. No, I had to pay taxes, no penalty because I was under, I was no penalty. So I decided to do something and I put myself through massage school. What, for real? I did, yes. I didn't even know I'm a licensed massage therapist. I am still teaching fitness classes. It was my thing. I was like, you know what? I need to come out with more. Yeah. I need to do something to better myself, to make more money. Because fitness is is fantastic and it's always going to be my livelihood. But the money is not there unless you can get the commitments from the clientele. Unless you find those clients and you hold them and you nurture them. like, And the same thing goes with massage. Like I... I want to continue to help people, but I don't, I'm what I'm learning now, because there'll be a year now that I've been doing massage. Um, I opened up an LLC. I also um, 
do casino massage. Like I go into casinos and while motherfuckers are at the craps table or poker table, I am rubbing their shoulders for $2 a minute. Yes. Oh my $2 God. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It's a hustle. Yeah. It's a hustle. Actually, so, I, have a, I have a friend who he gambles here in Houston. I, they have this these places where they play cards, but he does that too. Like he goes in there and he's playing cards and dude, he gets massaged. <laughs> exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, dude, it's a hustle. It's a fucking yeah, it is. hustle. Yeah. You can make some money. I did um, World Series of <laughs> Poker also this last, uh, it was like what, in June, I think it was? June or July? It was July. Was it? Wow, dude. So, yeah, I mean, man, dude, I mean, I think I talk to you every now and then. I mean, dude, I talk to you maybe every two, three, maybe four years. Like, we catch up, you know, we just happen to catch up. And uh, I know you were in the fitness, you know, industry as well. Of course, I've I've been in it now for 14 years. And, dude, I took a hit also as well when the pandemic hit so right did you do a lot of online stuff did you do that i went online i started doing online but it was kind of harder to do it for me because a lot of my clients are older in their 50s and a lot of them don't they're not too tech savvy or want to be tech savvy but you know that's the way to go that's the way to go with clients you want the older population because they are they can afford it And they are more dedicated to their health. They're not looking for the vanity. um, Yeah, they just want training that like a lot of your um, younger groups are looking for. Of course, younger groups they they want they want to look good. They want to get strong. Maybe competition or something like that. But you work with them for so long and then they move on. The older population. That's that's. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I've, I've. Like I said, I've been doing it for 14 years now, and I have at least a handful or more. Uh, I would say maybe like fuck, uh, 50% of my clientele has been with me for over five years. You know what I mean? That's like, awesome. Like you said, like, you know, you keep them, like, you know, you said it earlier. Like, you, you, know, you don't want to fix them. You want to keep them coming back. You definitely True, but like you back. do, you do what you know they need because yeah. they don't. They don't really know what they need. But as a trainer, and like I'm, a, I'm an analytical guy. Like when I see somebody, like I, I have to assess them and do. You know, I have to size yeah. them up, and I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what's underactive, overactive, and what needs to be strengthened and stretched. And you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm really when I do my job, like I get really in tune to it. So, so next step is getting your licensed massage, like you know, becoming a massage therapist. I actually, <laughs> I've been told, or you know, there's like. I've had people say that, like, you should be that or, or a physical therapist. But I was like, dude, you got to go to college. Dude. I mean, I'm, I'm in college, but you got to get a degree and, and that stuff. And True. You do. But there are times, like, I feel like I'm an actual fucking therapist. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, a counselor. Yeah, right? like, you know, I talk to people and, like, I don't, I'm never biased to, like, you know, on, on one person's side or I'm not going to like, I'm just going to say like, look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Look at, you know, there's all these avenues that you can look. There's always options, always options for everything. But a lot of people are just like one mind, you know, flow that they need somebody to just give them an option. You know what I'm saying? To say, Hey, think about it. People want to be told what to do. You're right. You're right. They don't want to think. It's like I mean, okay. me too. Like every now and then, I'm like, yeah. man, I I call my friends and I get advice because I I feel like I need the advice. 
you know, yeah. from a friend or even my own family member, my mom or dad, or, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I call to talk to them to get that kind of device. For sure. But, um, dude, actually we got about five minutes left. So, um, usually I ask a couple questions, um, like the ending of, of every podcast. And, uh, one question I always ask is, um, if you could think about, I mean, you were in Vegas and you were in Houston and dude, we didn't even break any ice. Like there's just so much, like, you know, whose name came out the other day? Yeah. Terry. Oh, we should. That's what I've never heard of forever. Oh my God. You said, holy shit. <laughs> we used to call that fool Scary Terry. You remember what I was Holy saying? fuck. Dude, that was probably. You dated him for at least a year, right? Two years. We uh, went out together for two years. Uh, I was hanging out with Squirrel and Junebug uh, this past weekend. Uh, what up, Bug? I know. And, uh, it was it was a trip because Scary Terry came up and I was like, That's what? Funny. I was like, that motherfucker was bullshitting all the time, dude. Yeah, he was ultimate bullshitter. He was a big bullshitter, dude. And uh, I mean, I mean, I was cool with them, but I just said, man, motherfucker, you, you like you bullshit. I know you're bullshitting, dude. Yeah, I can't believe two years, dude. Two years, and it was it got really it got really weird towards the end. So. Yeah, that, um, I remember the first time I met you uh, as a messenger. Uh, I'll never forget this. It's like the first time I ever talked to you. And I guess I'll just bring this up as a memory the first time I met okay. you. But um, I was at 1000 Louisiana. Mm -hmm. You know how they used to have that middle, uh, you rode up to the 50th floor or something yeah. and took some elevators to go up even higher. And uh, you had this long curly hair, dude. You always just just wear it out like a lioness, dude. It was just like all it has lots of hair. Yeah, you had big curly hair, and it was just like flowing. And you were just walking around. You're like pulling shit out of your bag, and like I was coming out of the elevator. And I, I remember that's the first time I ever talked to you. Uh, we switched. I mean, we crossed paths right there. Uh, I said something to you, and I don't know, we talked for a second. I was like, hey, what's your name, Keely? I just started in downtown, so this was like 96, you know, and uh, that was my first encounter with you, like, as a bike messenger in 96. But here's my question. Like, uh, yes. actually, we got three minutes left. Uh, give me uh, one of the funniest things you ever saw in downtown that just had you rolling, you know what I'm saying? Like... Something you'll never forget. I'll give you 10 seconds to think about it. And there are, you know, I'm sure there was many of them, but something that had, you know, the, the scammer and the trash in and the 600 Travis hanging out, like all that stuff was just. I think it has to be Malcolm in one of his drunken fucking states because we were roommates for a while. Yes. Yeah. Y'all both work for City Couriers. We work for City Courier. We lived on Sabine at the time over near the old warehouse. So it had to have been one of those fucking, what was it? He was so fucked up. I don't remember what the situation was, but he's like, I didn't know. And he had this whole twang and he would just get drunk and sometimes really emotional. And we would just laugh about the shit after like. <laughs> so y'all would just sit there and talk about like all kinds of, hey. Yeah. Dude, I, when so. you were in downtown, we were in downtown. Dude, at that time in the 90s, 
Dude, they, there was like 150 of us down. That was a lot what? of Yes. There was? Yes. Because I used to do like a poll and like try to like see how many companies there were, how many people worked for all the companies, you know, and I, I would like, and then that's how I started throwing messenger races and be like, hey, represent your company, you know, you make a team. I did all these right according to like who, what companies were out there. But yeah, it, dude, that's, man, you're just opening a Pandora's box right now. Hey, do you know who I still kick it with? I still keep in touch with, still kick it with them. Fucking Richie Ditta. Oh yeah, dude. I, yeah, I see him all the time online, dude, on Instagram. Yeah. I'm on this. still kick it. I went to his, we like smoked a joint together. I went to his house in July. It was July before 4th of July. I did this whole like solo trip where I went and saw, um, Zeke play in Long Beach. I went out to the high desert and um, saw this band called Witch at Pappy and Harriet's. And then I ended up in, um, he lives in Lake Elsinore. So I was just always kind of rolling. Whenever I go to SoCal, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? So. All right, we got less than a minute. Any shout outs, girl, that you want to give out to real quick? You probably got about 10 seconds and then we're yeah, out. I just want to say what's up to everybody who's still rolling two wheels, man. Like. God. Right love up. to you, love to you, for sure. Like, if you ever find yourselves in Vegas, you know, hit me up. Um, I'm not on social media at all. That's right. Um, so I, I'm not doing that right now. Facebook bumped me off for some weird reason, and they yeah, want me to wrong. give them two forms of ID in order to get my account back. So I was like, fuck this. I just don't have social anymore. So I'm kickasskeela at gmail.com. If anybody wants to reach out, 